everybody, welcome to The Highlight Show. This is a show within our show where we sit down and talk to people doing really cool stuff. It could be someone starting a restaurant, it could be a youth group, it could be somebody who has just gone through something hard and has a really cool story to tell. We sit down with them, we pick their brains, and we glean what life lessons we can learn from their journey. Give it a listen. Okay. I, my, my whole life's on social media, right? I was so. gonna, for a social media person, you've got to be yeah. pretty open. Yeah. So. All right. Well, ooh, as I knock over the table. No, you're good. Know, but I'm you're good. I'm just a bull in a china shop. So. <laughs> so this is our Highlights podcast. And I'm here with Krista. Krista, what's, how do you pronounce your last name? Fabric. Fabric, okay. Yeah, everybody That's, says fabric, but... Yeah. <laughs> it leads to that. You kind of yeah. want to, but yeah. I get that. So I'm here with Chris. I asked Krista to join the podcast because I have joined their Creating You community. And they have started doing a lot of really cool stuff. So I was like, the Highlights podcast is about people doing cool stuff. So I grabbed and said, hey, join the podcast. Krista, tell us a little bit about Creating You. Like, what is it? What are you guys doing? Yeah. Let's start off there. Well, Creating You is a kind of a business, I guess, that Alice and I have been put, building since last summer. So August of 2018 is when we kind of officially launched. Okay, so is it like a real business it's then? Like an going LLC to be, or something? Like you guys are working it's on? It's going to be, yes. Okay. We are monetizing this year. We. I didn't know if it was just like a social group it's how but that's what you guys started in your building and, okay well it started as that and our intention is to definitely keep that aspect the community is what we wanted the most that's why we started it is to start right. with you know we host our monthly workshops which is how we met you right, right. um and or at least how i met you i know you connect with allison on instagram i believe right yeah um, i don't know i was trying to I think don't... of today on how i found her but i think yeah. it was really just i found random people in Peoria or Phoenix and then yeah. saw that she was doing fun stuff and so I grabbed it. Yeah, it, yeah. So, that's so how we, social media works. Yeah, exactly. And so we, we launched, uh, you know, with a work, the monthly workshop and are trying to build this community. We have these great people like Brandon <laughs> um, and some, uh, that are coming and, you know, joining the community, coming to workshops, getting involved with uh, the other members on social media, trying to support and encourage each other and help each other grow. Yeah. And so really our in initial attention was we just want to help entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, people who just kind of want to become maybe an influencer on, on social media. And we want to try and help people because even though it seems like everybody knows how to be on social media. Man, nobody knows <laughs> Nobody really stuff. knows, right? It's so hard. <laughs> and I know, I mean, I guess if I was a, you know, a kid these days, I wouldn't have any problems with but it. But it, it's, even then, really, if, if you don't have a built in network already from mm -hmm. person to person, starting one from scratch is almost impossible. It seems right. Like. Well, and, so. and what made both of us realize that is that, you know, Allison, obviously, she's become an Instagram influencer and people ask her all the time for her advice. But yes. then, then I was one of them. One, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then for me, um, I've worked with small businesses and startups forever, but I also um, I'm currently in hiatus, but I'm a college professor and I, one of the classes I have taught is social media marketing. And you would not believe the number of students that a either don't want to be on social media. So they don't know, right. or they know they should be, but they don't really know what to do. And we're talking 18 to 24 year olds here. People. Right. Right. Um, 
or the number ones that know how to go on there and post fun stuff, but they have no idea how to do it with strategy or intention or to build a brand. True. So the fact that you were a teacher is one of the reasons why I was so nervous about this yeah. interview. Like I was actually nervous. Like, <laughs> I just saw myself at the end of this interview and then you looking at me and be like, hmm, yeah. C minus, <laughs> at best. And I yeah. was like, dang it. <laughs> I know, that's what's funny. Allison still gets nervous. Like when she wrote it's some content things, for our man. challenge that we did, she that's was like, so I, this is my old professor. I don't want her to read my writing. She's going to think, so I didn't teach her anything. Why um, is she so Don't bad? judge me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Krista, uh, start off. What are you drinking there? So, I, oh, by the way, we are at Java Grounds. Yes. Here, it's a little local coffee shop. Uh, they do really cool stuff. They, I think they're actually a nonprofit. They and are. they do uh, a lot of Heart work. for the City. So yep. they actually bring in, um, like, inner city youth, bring them out here, teach them some skills uh, so that they're a little bit more prepared for life. So it's a really cool effort. I I like it. I got an Ethiopian coffee. It's not bad. It's, it's actually... A pretty good coffee for a little second wave shop. So yeah. what, what do you got there? Yeah, well, so I'm normally kind of a black coffee type person, but I know they have some really good mixed uh, coffee, fancy coffee drinks here that are not like you would get at um, the chain that shall remain nameless. Um, <laughs> so I have a dark chocolate mocha, and it's it's not too sweet and not mm. too milky. It's actually, you can taste the coffee. Nice. Which is nice. Not bad. <laughs> okay, so are you originally from Arizona? Oh, heck no. I, I, it seems like one of those courtesy questions. Yes. Like, I know that yeah. because I can tell by the way that you speak, but I don't want to just come yeah. out and assume that. So yeah. where, where are you from originally? Uh, born and raised in Los Angeles, California. L.A. Uh, yes, oh. I'm an L.A. girl. Oh, no. <laughs> You're not then, a Dodgers fan, are you? No, because I grew up going to the Angels games. Oh, hey, I can my, work with that. My dad's I boss had that. season seats. So I went. we used to drive down to Orange County to go to the Angels games all the time. And then... Lo and behold, I, I moved to Orange County eventually as well. So I lived okay. in Huntington Beach, the mm, mellow yep. surf spot, you know, just. We go to Old Town Orange all the time. Yeah. And oh, I, Old it's Town such Orange is cool awesome. Little place. Yeah, it was like, oh, Orange County. So snooty. I'm like, no, no. There's lots of really cool awesome communities. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's Portola Coffee. We go to this smoked barbecue and then nice. walk over to Portola Coffee. Yes. And this little old red brick community. Like, I actually really like like Orange, Old Town Orange. Yeah. Not that that's the whole county, no, but I but mean, there's, it's... there's some really great spots. There's yeah. plenty of hoity-toity spots in Orange oh, yeah. County, but... Yeah, and then... California uh, in general. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I lived in Orange County for 12 years before coming here to Arizona about six years ago. So... Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm... How did that uh, adjustment go? <laughs> um, let's just say that we came to Arizona because we didn't have a choice. Okay. And we came kicking and screaming and really? uh, knowing nobody here with no family here and a one-year-old at the time. Okay. Um, so took, you know, took ourselves out of our entire support system of five grandparents and mm. <laughs> uh, siblings and, you That know, support uncle, system, is yeah. especially with a one-year-old? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, but Arizona, you know... In the summers, of course, are brutal. I mean, right. I, I came from yeah. the beach. <laughs> yes. Everybody's like, oh, but the winters are so nice. I'm like, no, but the beach is always nice. Oh, always. <laughs> yeah, it kind of maintains that constant yeah. temperature, and there's uh, always the breeze. And yeah, yeah I hear you. But but okay. all that to say that Arizona has been extremely good to us, our yeah. family. Like, we, we've made a really great life here. And we came from my husband's job, kind of got stuck because of mine at the university. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I didn't want to leave. <laughs> and so well, now, I'm sure a university gig is hard really to get. Hard. The full-time ones right? are super hard to get. And that was kind of my dream. Yeah. Um, I've known a lot of people that you kind of have to, not a lot, but I talked to my professors at school. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you start small and you got to scrap. Basically, yep. you're doing these little individual little classes and then you got to work up and you got to publish yep. and then you got to get this job and then you yep. got to network. And 
I mean, getting that full-time yeah, professor for, job is to get I to get the full-time job I did in the short amount of time that I did is like almost unheard of. So that's why I wanted to hold you don't on just to that. Throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but life changes, and and so we we now have the option to move back to California, even though California has gotten really crazy. Uh, but that's still where all of our family pretty much is. Ninety yeah. percent of our family is there. That's, so. Yeah, that's got to be tough because I mean. The family support system is super. We're big on family, so yep. I totally get that. But yeah, California's wacky. Yeah, I mean it's real, and just the cost of a gallon of milk. I mean, yeah, or gas. I mean, the cost of living over there is so. Yeah, don't hard. get me started on that though, because it's actually not as big of a difference as people make it out to be. When you look at it, like when we lived at the beach, our air conditioning bill was not five hundred fifty dollars like our bill uh, was okay. in July this year, so right? Balances, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and our okay. water bill, because you don't have to, things like that. Just yeah, like, yeah. I actually sat down with a good friend of mine this last summer who lives in a comparable house with same age kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And like we broke down the costs. Obviously, mortgage is more. There's no denying There's, the mortgage yes. is more. But um, but it wasn't as bad as you really? think it would be. No, I guess that's I guess that's true. But, I didn't think about the but the, what where other you things get rebalancing mortgage and gas for your car that's the two things that will kill you yes yes <laughs> the, so the, okay. those definitely make a difference but um but yeah so arizona we're we're here for now my husband actually I mean, he's a diehard surfer but mm, he yep. has grown to really love it here just because of the political environment and the, okay. the non-crazy yeah <laughs> it's yeah um so even though that's what everybody sees about Arizona. Like, the only thing people see in Arizona is the crazy stuff that trickles yeah. to the super top. But, I yeah. mean, in general, it's a pretty low-key state. Yeah, exactly. He And he's very low-key. So he likes the low-key. And, I mean, if he's an adventure type of person, you're only two hours from, like, six different climates. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's what hike. we do. Yeah. We do the skiing. We do the camping. Yeah. We do the – we've done now, you know, Rocky Point. And right, right. So, yeah, you can get to a lot of really cool stuff. But Okay, so you start – so you worked up. You got your professor gig. But now you're not a professor. Not for now. Yes. So why step away from the sought after full time professor spot? Because um, I was not just a professor. I was also running the school of business. Um, mm. So I was a full time professor and in charge of way too many faculty members, way too many students, all the scheduling, you know, building new majors. I mean, everything like a, a very heavy workload for an administrative position plus the professor <laughs> and well because your professor job too you have to there's requirements right yes. to maintain don't like i remember one of my professors said they had to they had to publish like once a quarter or something yeah, like well, that that's, or, so i was acu or, is a teaching university so the publishing requirements are and research are different so you like have a, heavier like class loads okay um, but they encourage and whatever. But right, right, right. Um, okay. I actually okay. got I got out of publishing because I was. I'm also the other thing is I'm a full time doctoral student. So okay. I'm finishing up my not finishing up this year my coursework in my doctorate of business administration. Okay. All right. So it turns that... out being a full time student, full time professor who's also an administrator, having two <laughs> young kids, also having a handful of clients that I do marketing consulting for. Oh yeah, and launching creating you. Okay, so then was a little much. <laughs> <laughs> seems reasonable. So when you were looking at your list, how did the professorship fall to the bottom? Like, what are you? What is it that you like more that would take that over? It's not that I like more anything. It was that the option there, at being a small university, was either keep my job or leave. 
there wasn't okay. like a just become an adjunct again type thing. Gotcha. Like it wasn't politically speaking, it just wasn't an option. Right, right, right. And so my goal is still to get. In fact, this year I want to pick up a class or two as an adjunct because I do love the teaching. Okay. Um, but my husband and I also, after him pleading me for a long time, sat down and realized. I should not have a t traditional full-time position like that until I'm done with my PhD. So that seems reasonable. Yeah. I mean, I, I have uh, AJ, the, my co-host, who's normally with us, is getting ready to start his master's. Yeah. And I'm like, boy, that's usually pretty. Like, usually people tell you to just find a way to not work mm -hmm. when you're going through your master's, and I assume a doctoral is even more so yeah. I mean, the, the demand on the research mm -hmm. and the writing and the reading that you have to do for it is yeah for I mean for lot. example I took two classes in the second half of the fall semester since I wasn't working full-time and for one of those classes in eight weeks I wrote like 10,000 words okay yeah okay <laughs> and that's in, that's obviously plus research time so right that's it's a lot a lot of yeah it's it's like a 20 for one class is like at least 20 hours a week of work if you want to do well okay so, so it's a part-time job yeah okay yeah all right so so yeah so that's kind of where I'm at now but I definitely look forward to getting back into teaching but not full-time for at least two more years so then what brought you into the marketing realm because so teaching is one thing right I mean there's usually the teachers who love teaching which it sounds like that's one of the things that you're more passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, but why the marketing realm? Um, marketing came first. Okay. I have been in marketing for 16 years. I started in sales right out of college and then pretty quickly B2B sales and then pretty quickly okay. switched over to marketing. And so I've worked for startup marketing companies, for huge ad agencies, for, and then now on my own for almost six years. Okay. So I'm going to ask a seemingly stupid question, but anybody who is in business, I think, asks this question. What is marketing? Ah, yes. Right? It is, it is <laughs> this, like, amorphous, like, yes. amorphous, what is the word I'm trying to say? Uh ambiguous maybe sure no, let's I don't go know. with that well it's, yeah no it's very hard to define like yes. if you can't be like oh i'm a marketer nobody knows what that means right so what i i remember my favorite thing that i would teach i taught principles of marketing for almost four years and that's every business major has to take that it's marketing right. 101 right right the first day of class i always said if i can teach you if you learn one thing this entire semester it's learned that marketing is not just sales or advertising because that's what most people, I think, think of when they think of marketing is selling or advertising. Yes, I would agree with that. Yes. So um, what marketing is, is really it's trying to provide uh, the right product or service and find the right message about that product or service, get it to the right message to the right person at the right time. So right product, right message, right person, right time. And that, so marketing encompasses everything from designing their product or service to pricing it, to distributing it, to then promoting it. Promotion is what most people think of. Right. And promotion includes advertising, sales, PR, social media marketing, okay. all of that. Okay. So you have two dots. You have a product or you have a service or something, mm -hmm. and then you have a client. Yep. And a marketer has to figure out how to connect those two dots. And it could be... And it doesn't, so that's why it doesn't look like one single thing, like right. ads or advertising. Right. It can be whatever it is because those clients are all different. The products are all different. So marketing is just connecting the two dots. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Hmm. 
All right. <laughs> so then what is it about teaching that has pulled you towards teaching? You know, I, um, I was a tutor in high school. I was a trainer when I worked in restaurants. Um, and then as soon as I got into client work, having to teach businesses about how to do their marketing. And I've just always enjoyed seeing that light bulb go off. When the you're trying to, moment. Yeah, when, mm -hmm. you, when you're trying to help somebody understand something and then just like you right now when you're like, right. oh, marketing, that makes sense. I'm like, yes. Right, right, it. right. No, I get that. Um, and so somewhere in my mid-20s, I went, I want to try teaching at the college level someday. That's what I'm, and I was getting my MBA at the time. Okay. And I'm like, I could totally, once you get your master's degree, you can try and be an adjunct. Like, I want to do this. And I think I was 34 by the time I finally got to try it for my first time. But nice. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that that totally makes sense because again, AJ is uh, my co-host. He's a uh, what grade is he now? I think he's in the middle grades, fourth grade. I think I'm t gonna mess it up. He's gonna be mad at me. That's all right. <laughs> but a young school teacher, right? Yeah. And he, that's what he says too. Is that that aha moment when you see the light click on? Mm -hmm. It made it all worth it. And you're right. like, that's why I like teaching. Yep. So yep. it's definitely a big human element there. So then. You started out in marketing through that process. You found that you liked training and teaching, which brought you into that. And then that has led you to what? Creating you? Is that the next step? Or is there something in the middle there that you said, I'm going to take my teaching and my marketing and put it together so that I'm not a split personality, but I can do everything I love in right. one thing. Well, and that's honestly, that is kind of where creating you came about, I think, is Allison and I both had this desire to speak in public to try and teach people basically she has the idea of wanting to mentor you know she's very right. motivational but she wants to, and she mentors her athletes that she coaches and and so we were just kind of both talking and we're like hey well why don't we do something together let's let's what can we do and last yeah i think it was last june you know 2018 we just mm -hmm. kind of were sitting having coffee <laughs> right. and as we were apt to do we met we we used to always have our coffee dates every couple months and just kind of just check in and um, and so we said, let's do something. Let's, let's do a workshop. Let's do it. And we're, okay. What are we going to call it? What are we going to do? And just, so yeah, it was just a shared desire to, to teach others. It's, and you all just jumped in. There was no, we, we set a date and we decided to find so a place. A, I was going to say, what is, what is that process that said, so let's say more specifically for you, what brought you to that point to mash it all together into one thing and to try to start something from scratch? Um, because I, um, I just love, like I said, love the teaching. I have a clear passion for marketing, and that's what people would always say that you know they. It's so clear if you talk to me for two minutes about what I do that I love marketing. Right. And it's part of why my students enjoy my college classes is because I didn't just stand up there and something be like, you oh, actually care about. Yeah. I'd be like, oh yes, this is marketing, and this right, is why you right. love it, and this is what you do, and like, and so yeah, it was. It was just trying to figure out how can I how can I mash those two worlds up and okay. Um, so then, what about the entrepreneurial entrepreneur entrepreneurial? Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, aspect of it like, is that something that you enjoy the grind, the building, the process? Yes. Is it really? Yeah. Because um, that, why? That's very different. Like yeah. that, I feel like I, something that I'm learning is that being an entrepreneur is very different than anything else. Like it's not about the product really it's more about the process that people really like the starting the grinding those are certain types of people right and not everybody's that type of person even though we seem to 
want to think so nowadays. Yeah, no, definitely not for everybody. My husband being one of those, like he is so not entrepreneurial. It's not even funny. Like he just, right. that's just not him. And so um, he will, um, he will just look at me and be like, you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? Like, and why are you spending so much time and effort and energy on this? What if it doesn't go anywhere? Well, you know, yeah. it's <laughs> no, that that's, isn't that the question that we all ask yeah. every single time? Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's a hard one to answer. Yeah. But at the same time, so I got my first bug of it when my first job in marketing was I was 24 years old. I was the first full-time hire of a woman who had opened her own marketing agency. She'd been using all freelancers and contractors. Okay. And I was working in sales with her husband and he knew I decided I was interested in marketing. And so he said, Jen, you got to meet Krista. I think you guys might work well together. I think she'd be a great asset you know, to help you build the business. And so I literally came in as her first, first full-time hire and helped her build the business from a freelance thing with you know a couple hundred thousand dollars a year in sale to two and a half years later when I left, she was selling like seven or eight million dollars a year. Okay, so starting isn't new for you. No. So it's not as intimidating as somebody who has never started anything. Yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. And so then I went from, I ended up going from there to the big ad agency, working on Verizon Wireless. Um, you know, I managed hundreds of millions of dollars a month in their ad budget, but you're a cog in a wheel, you know, it was, right. and, and I had a great team and I loved it. But it's one of those things too, that being around big dollars is something that you have to get used to. Yeah. Like I, I, I in my day job, they throw around, oh, $17 million, $35 million annualized. Mm -hmm. And you're like, those numbers aren't real. Yeah. Like that's made up stuff. <laughs> right. right. But it is, it is very real and you're not unless you're in that world too, yeah. like you don't understand it. So it sounds yeah. like you got that good experience of starting with nothing and making something. Right. And then also the extreme where you're talking about millions and millions of right. dollars. Yeah. So there's not a whole lot to intimidate you in that Right. And, and my first two sales jobs were working in Fortune 500 companies, working with large corporations and selling to, you know, it was B2B sales, like where I was going into a room full of C-level people trying to sell them stuff. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm not scared of much in the business world <laughs> <laughs> i had to learn young to toughen up and how not to be scared and how to right if you don't how, exude confidence they don't want to deal with so you so how did you develop that it's funny because i would literally was talking to my wife last night about this we were watching tv and it was a lawyer and you know they're all super bravado and nothing scares them and yeah and i was like boy it would be so nice to have that kind of confidence to be that assertive yeah that, it's not physical, right? But, no, you, but intimidation is still real and people still, like, I am very non-confrontational. Right. So I would not thrive in that situation quite as much. So yeah. how did you come to that kind of confidence to where you weren't worried about it? Um, I think it's a, I mean, obviously part of it is just my personality is I'm very extroverted. So that, that okay. helps. But I, I played sports. Um, all the way, uh, you know, I could have gone, gone on to college, but I ended up going into a, a D1 prestigious academic school instead of going to, like, I was only good enough to play D2 okay. for college. Right. Um, volleyball. Actually, Allison hey. and I have another thing in common. Yeah. It's my favorite sport, actually. Yeah. That's, it's I love volleyball so not, You know what's funny, too, is I actually like women's volleyball more than I like men's. Yeah. One of the few sports that women, it, I think, play the sport better, better. than men yes, do. I men agree. just hit the ball as hard as they can yeah. every single time. With they women, don't adjust. More, they don't. There's yep. more nuance. 
Yes. Okay. Anyway, yeah, anyway side that's note, awesome. Yay. But keep going. Um, so I think, you know, playing the sports, you have, that helps build confidence when, and, okay. you know, things yeah. like that. And then in college, you know, for my degree, um, it was a kind of an inter, like a mixed interdisciplinary, there you go, interdisciplinary okay, sure. major. It was very, it was international management, but it was within the, like a communication. I did communications, poli sci. So but every single class, pretty much, we had to present. And like I was, some of my professors, I went to Pepperdine. I had professors who were former like CMOs of, you know, GE right. in the Middle East okay. and former VP of finance for whatever big bank. And so like, you were like, oh, you know, you, they're intimidating. Like, even though they were awesome professors, you're still right. like, whoa. And they actually taught you that stuff. Because and, I had one class and I don't remember them actually teaching you how to publicly speak. Yeah, like, well, I and mean, we had public didn't speaking prepare you class. For but no, every single class for my major, like I mean, we you had debates, we had presenting, we had everything, and 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 so I think that definitely helped. Right. Also, I was a server. Do it early, do it often. I was a server for for eight, almost eight years. There is nothing like being working in a retail or a restaurant, I think, to learn mm -hmm. how to talk to people, especially in restaurants where, like, I worked in higher end restaurants okay. with a lot of regular customers mm -hmm. and they expected you to remember their name, to remember their drink, to whatever. Yeah. And so you had to learn how to speak well to them. And if you did, then you got tipped really well. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's so, that's, that's very true. And I tell my, my wife is arguing with me about this, but I was like, our kids' first jobs are going to be in a restaurant. Oh, yes. 100%. Yes. Because I believe you, learn, so much. you learn in that, like the trial by fire, the if I treat people well, they treat me well. If I treat them crappy, they treat me crappy. Yeah. And if, you know, if they treat me crappy, me treating them crappy back doesn't make it better. Right. Like it, it doesn't help the situation. It actually gets worse. Right. Because they expect that of you. Like your server always has to be the, the high road, basically, yeah. you know, because... No matter how crappy they are, if you're crappy, then they go yeah. to your manager and you get in trouble anyway. <laughs> yeah, like it's exactly. It's just this exactly. weird dynamic in that it's worth learning to pick your battles. And it's done in the restaurant. That's a microcosm of human interaction in every way. So, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I think, I think all those, so athletics, you know, my personality, working in restaurants, and then combining with the, the college classes where we were just expected to present. Um, in fact, we had, I had my senior capstone course my, at Pepperdine. We had um, part of our final exam was an oral final exam oh, wow. <laughs> with one of the most brilliant people I've ever known in my life. Like he was the nicest, sweetest, most amazing professor, but he was so brilliant that you still were intimidated. Right, right. <laughs> um, and he, we had, I mean, we had an oral final exam as part of our final testing. Okay. So, yeah. That makes sense then. So what do you think? How much do you think being extroverted plays into success, say, on social media or starting Whoa. a business or anything? Like, is the, nope. being extroverted that important? Not at all. Because the extroverts seem to be the ones that get all the attention. No, because on social media, you, if you, there are so many people that on social media that you think are extroverted. And if you actually met them in real life, they are complete and total introverts. Really? I know. In fact, one of... Somebody I know, one of the first big social influencers that I got to like meet in real life and kind of befriend, um, he is a paid keynote speaker. I mean, he actually gets paid, you know, he, like the Digital Summit series. Have you heard of that? Yes. So it's in, you know, 12 cities or whatever across the country all, and it goes all year long. Um, he's one of their keynote speakers and has been for like three years running. And he's has, you know, 70,000 followers on Instagram and whatever. Freaking the most introverted person you'd ever 
can imagine. Really? Like it's hysterical. So there's something magical about social media for introverts. So I don't think you need to be extroverted at all. That's intriguing to me. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. Um, but I think there's a, I don't know. So for me, because my goal this year is I'm titling it Kill the Fear, right? It's yes. not, I am an introvert, Yep. but I'm also like socially afraid, basically, okay. right? To like snap a picture in public, like right. people are going to make fun of me. <laughs> They're all going to laugh at I you. I still do that, though. <laughs> I do that, too. I'm like, oh. And so like you blame it on being, you know, that's an introvert versus an extrovert, but that's not really the case. Right. Like intro being an introvert doesn't necessarily mean that you are afraid to do things in public. It just is how you work. Right. I think so what what it is with the introvert that I've people I've talked to is with social media it's like they're talking to the camera and so if they feel like they have something interesting to say or valuable to say or whatever they just tell it to the camera and pretend like they're talking to a friend on a video call or something. Okay. And then they try not to focus on the fact that of who how many people are going to see this. Yeah. Um, And then eventually you get comfortable enough with the camera and the videos and people respond positively to your stories or your videos or YouTube or whatever it is. And then that builds that confidence. That's interesting. So it can kind of work for both. So the extroverts, you can focus on the fact that, oh, however many people are going to hear this. So you can like, yeah, let your extroversion out or introvert. You can be like, oh, it's just a camera. There's nobody looking at me right now. I can do this in the safety of right. my office. So I think the key is to have confidence in what you have to share, okay. not necessarily in your ability to talk to people, right? That makes sense. So if you're confident that you have valuable knowledge or entertaining and some, you know, you could entertain or whatever it is that you're on social media for, right. if you're confident in that ability, then it doesn't matter if you're introverted or extroverted. Interesting. I like that. So what? what's your, I assume it's going to be a positive, um, impression of social media but we're so we're kind of like a lifestyle like we're kind of heading that way right even though we're a beverage company like the things that we talk about and the conversations we have are about life and it seems like everybody older than 35 which is me basically Mm -hmm. always asks you know is what about social media is social media killing our future and our kids like what about it because the older generations seem to think social media is bad right there's a middle group that is kind of in the middle it's kind of utilitarian and then there's the younger generations that that's their life that's what they're brought up in right so your opinion on social media as a more of like a social construct rather than a business Business. tool right right yeah honestly i mean i think that social media there's a lot of bad about social media because you know people like there's even there's a legit i forget the term for it i just heard it the other day but like because of all the snapchat lenses or filters as people it's actually a Mm. lens but filters people are having like just body dysmorphia basically because they're so used to seeing people with the filters on or even themselves with the filters on in their selfies yeah once you look Um, in the mirror it doesn't look as good as it did on snapchat right um and then like on instagram we've all seen it the instagram models or the instagram fit people um that so i think that it's that's actually just because we were i was talking about that recently too there's a very specific body type that looks good on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it, it's very specific, and there's not right. a lot of people who look like that. Right, right. And, and you th- see them in real life, and you're like, no, that's not. Yeah, the, exactly. Don't. It's edited. It's posed. It's, you know, whatever. It's exact right lighting, yeah. exact right angle. exact. You know, it's, uh, yeah. So there's, but I, you know, it, 
it's more prevalent because social media is so easy. But when I was growing up, we had Seventeen magazine and Cosmo and whatever, and it was still because I I was actually a print model when I was a teenager, and so I knew from a young age what all like I'm like that does not like you'd see my picture in the magazine and be like uh that's not me no, like really? what like <laughs> so what was that experience like so how you were a print model yeah so that's intriguing like I'm like, you're <laughs> not just gonna wash over that <laughs> so what does that mean um well I mostly just did like you know like when you see target ads or like things okay. like that like, okay. like catalog type stuff like I mostly did that but I did get to be in a couple like local magazine type things I never made it to 17 I didn't I did one, one. I think it's a magazine that doesn't exist anymore. But so I was never huge, um, but I did do. Yeah, I did a lot of like just catalog type work nice. and stuff. Nice. Yeah, helped. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that, that has to impact what you've gone through as well, right? I mean, that's a a world that crafts people a certain way. Mm-hmm. So how has that played into your path as well? I think it just it all maybe helped my confidence in the fact that I knew never to like be bothered by seeing perfection in imagery or on TV or in movies because I knew it wasn't real. Cause I'd seen what happened behind mm, the scenes. Okay. Um, cause already that was, I mean, I'm, I'm 39, almost 40. So that was in the nineties and in the nineties they were already airbrushing like crazy. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Um, so I think, I think it was a benefit to me, but all that to say that, that circles back to the social media thing is I had friends growing up that would be like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty and so skinny looking at the magazine picture. Right. Just like, like girls today would I be I saw like, that girl. She doesn't look like that. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a disillusionment. Like you were able to pull that out of your brain and be like, hey, I'm good. Yeah, I know it's not real. It's not real. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And so social media today just makes it more in your face on a daily basis, I think. Okay. Um, so I think that's a negative the positive, however, is we can connect with anyone anywhere in the world. We can yeah. learn from anyone anywhere in the world. We can be inspired by anyone anywhere. It makes the world, in the world a lot smaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a good way. Like in a you, good way. Yeah. Because we were just talking to an artist recently. We posted the interview Jesse Perry, and he talked about how he's being inspired by people in Brazil, mm-hmm. whereas 20 years ago he would have never seen that art, and right. so he would have never had that inspiration to influence his art style. Exactly. And you're like, Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and and it's funny because um, you know, one of the things I started doing before Christmas, and I'm picking back up on my Instagram stories, is how to use social media for good, because mm. I feel like there, so many people all the time tell tell me how social media is so negative or so bad or right. it's a waste of my time or whatever, and so I'm like, well, I want to turn that around and help people figure out how to use it for good. Um, and I like that. So if you were to wrap that up into a statement, how would you use social media for good? What does that mean? I think I, my overarching theme on that would be to encourage and support others. So, oh, sorry, connect, encourage and support, connect with, encourage and support others. There we go. I forgot that key part, connect. Okay. All right. <laughs> because, so that's kind of the polar opposite of what we talk about all the time with, it's, a, it's the opposite of a troll, right? right? Who goes out there to tell people down. You're yeah. saying if you just don't be a crappy person mm-hmm. and you'll find that social media is good. Right. Because you hear a lot that social media doesn't really, it's not different. Like you were just saying in the 90s, it was the same. It's just more the same, but it looks different. Like right. it's more on, it's on your phone instead of on an ad in a magazine type right. of a thing. And it has all the same features. It, it, we're, it doesn't make us different. It just highlights who we are. So mm-hmm. if we're saying, hey, in real life, 
don't be a crappy person. Right. When you go on social media, don't be, don't a, be a crappy exactly, person. Exactly, exactly. And you'll find that it's good instead of negative. Right. Interesting. And th- uh, I mean, think about, you're going to be talking to Allison here in a, bit, in a bit, but I mean, think about the thousands and thousands of people that are motivated and inspired and encouraged by her every single day. Right. Like, without social media, how would she be doing that? Right, right. The circle of influence would be much smaller. Yeah. Yeah, very true. So then, just uh, we'll wrap it up here pretty quick, but on the creating you what is your personal goal? Like, what are you trying? Obviously you want to make it a business, right? It would be nice to wrap up your teaching and your marketing all together in one thing. And you could satisfy your whole life in one area rather than being (laughs) pulled in 16 different areas ways. Um, but what are you looking for in creating that? Um, I think my ultimate goal is still to just really build a community. I mean, monetizing or not, Anybody who comes in and comes to a free workshop, anybody who listens to a podcast, or anybody who buys one of our soon-to-come products, um, we are, I guess we can share. We're going to launch a digital course by May 1st. So that's okay. that's the first thing right. that we're, I think we're planning on doing. We may cool. have a little something before that, but that's our first major right. thing we want to do. Um, and so no matter how you come in and connect with us and learn about the, you know, learn about us or learn from us, we want it to be a community. So we want it to be a place that people can connect with each other, not just us. Just like, you know, we, you know, like Joey's the farmer's market and somebody else right. that's been to a workshop goes and says hi to him now and knows him now and goes and right. buys from him, supports him. You know, you start selling your coffee, we want to be able to support you and buy your coffee and, right. and things like that. And so um, I think... Community is, it's so funny because you hear all of the companies that start to be like, oh, it's about the community and it's kind of a, uh, a trigger word. A, uh, yeah. whatever yeah a hot button trigger word whatever yeah. it's what everybody feels like they're supposed to say right so what what does community mean to you that's different than just what you would put on a label um i mean i think kind of like what i was just saying is is i i actually want to get to know people in our community and i want them to get to know each other and and really try to provide feedback like if as you're learning, you're getting over your fear, right, learning right. about using social media, actually be able to not just be like this voice on a podcast or on a digital course, but to mm-hmm. actually be um, somebody who might will respond to your DM, who right. will answer your question, who will, if you're if for people that are local, come to your event if you have an event or things right. like that, like and other members in the community to do the same for each other. Which kind of connect? Uh, which I use the word twice, but connects to your statement of wanting to connect yeah that was a terrible sentence yeah. <laughs> but um but you were just saying that that was important so the yeah. connections is what you mean in community when you're talking right. community you're talking about i like bringing people in connecting them connecting to them connecting yes. them to other people so that makes sense yeah. okay yep all right so allison got here we'll Yay! switch over to her here in just a second <laughs> so uh we'll we'll touch base with her and then we'll wrap up with where to find creating you and what to do and uh where to all that fun stuff. So Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Krista. Okay, so the intention was to sit down, talk with Krista, and then Allison would join in. We'd talk with her because I only got the two microphones, so we were going to switch back and forth. But the conversation went just a little bit longer than I uh, thought it would, which is excellent. Krista's information is fantastic. And I don't want to take away from that by cutting it all down and making it super short. So I'm splitting it into two. So I'm sorry for the rough transition at the end there. Look for Allison's interview in about two weeks. So you'll see Creating You Part 1 and then Creating You Part 2. 
Okay.